0: You're listening to Podcast EXM,
1: a video game podcast
2: delivering player experience news.
3: Let's go.
1: will 343 finish this fight and welcome to podcast pxn episode 155 i am one of your hosts the perennial dating app swiper from portland oregon christian macias and i'm joined over discord by the failing computer kentucky's number one spartan and pxn founder himself daniel prindle aka dan is dtm how you doing buddy you hanging in there not good (laughs) not good the president of the Tifa Lockhart fan club. He is the Nintendo aficionado and artist extraordinaire at Roro. Hello, all. Let's go. And my heterosexual life partner. One of many. Yeah. One half of the Men and Gitch podcast. <laughs> Battlefield's bad boy, the Tarkov Teletubby, Gage Dempster.
0: Hello. Do you know what the DTM stands for in Dan's DTM?
1: Tell me damn those machines. For real. It's for real. Dan, fill us in, before we start the show, fill us in on what's going on with your PC.
3: It's, it's just a disaster right now. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> more so, I <laughs> essentially it all started with I was having weird issues where my PC was uh, saying that I only got like 250 megabits download speed and I have a gigabit speed so i was like oh it's my my cable so i swapped the cable out no i plugged my laptop in the same exact cable full speed fine so i'm like okay let me do some driver updates you know house cleaning did my driver updates well my bios decided to freak out in the middle of the bios update and it literally kept looping over and over about 300 times and i'm like okay well clearly that's not working so i powered hard powered the pc off turned it back on and then it was broken, so then I had to reflash my BIOS. Did that fix that and it came back up, but now every time I'm apparently wanting to stream, it's uh, going to blow up again. So yeah, there's some hardware issues mm-hmm. here. Sorry. Have you tried turning it off and then on again? <sighs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Joke.
1: Yeah. Thank you. In body. Anyway, thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, no matter what PC troubles we have. Over on YouTube, just search podcast PXN. You'll find us there and on twitch.tv slash pxn The topic of the show this week is Infinite Problems with Halo at 343i. But first, if you're listening, Dale. Shout out, Dale. The show always starts with the Quick bites, so let's go ahead and jump right in. I got a lot of Quick bites for us. I figured we'd zoom through these. Uh, Last week, we talked about Assassin's Creed, so we don't have to go too in-depth. However, Assassin's Creed Mirage, indeed, is officially announced by Ubisoft. We're getting a full reveal later this week on September the 10th, that is Saturday, at the UB Forward. I know Dan's excited.
3: Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see what this is. Uh, obviously, Gage as well has been excited about the return to the original formula of Assassin's Creed, and I feel like we've gotten the RPG version of Assassin's Creed for you know quite a few years now, so uh, it's kind of a nice change of pace to go back to the original style. And I'm mm-hmm. interested to see what the other projects are that are going to come out of the forward event as well. Um, obviously, rumors that there's two other games that they're working on uh, that's included in Assassin's Creed Infinity, is that what it's called? Uh... Inf- right! Yeah,
0: Infinite or Infinity,
3: or something like that, yeah. Yeah, so, very interested to see what that turns into.
1: You guys will have to share this into the Twitter chat, cause I'll be out of town, but I'll try to keep up. Hell yeah. Moving on, for you God of War freaks, I'm included in that freak category. God of War Ragnarok gets a combat clip over at Game Informer. Don't get too excited. It's about 60 to 90 seconds of, of actual combat. They only have four minutes for the entire month of coverage over at Game Informer. Uh, quick quick uh, question for the whole gang. Will we get an extensive look at God of War Ragnarok before release, either at a state of play or a PlayStation showcase? Yes or no?
0: Mm, yes. I, I'm, I'm putting down money on a surprise uh, Sony press conference. Mm. Either this month
3: or next. Mm. yeah agreed
2: I yeah, love it I agree with those two gents right there definitely like a nice little gameplay chunk lead into a story cutscene and then cuts to Black God of War coming this November yeah. that's exactly that yeah 100%, 100%. And you
1: know what? screw it then I'm gonna say no I'm gonna oh. say you get a, a few maybe a few more clips over on the blog posts and tweets everything else nothing Damn. no God of War
0: Christian doesn't know what he's talking about it's fine that is true I
1: never know anyway Speaking of Halo stuff. Hmm. <laughs> 1047 Games announces they are ending feature development of Splitgate, focusing on a new game in the Splitgate universe, presenting evolutionary changes to the game built in Unreal Engine 5. I talk a lot of smack to Dan, and, you know, playfully, uh, about how Splitgate bodies Halo Infinite. And then here we are just days later after I, after I say this. Were they announcing that Splitgate is not getting any more development? R.I.P. Very fun game. R.I.P.
2: I'm glad they're R.I.P. Not disappearing though, and that they're they're working on something new. But uh, yeah, it's not, mm. okay. right.
1: Probably a good thing. To work I think on this came
2: new, with the announcement way.
0: that they're that they're. Uh, I think that they are ramping up for a sequel. I think it was in that uh, announcement that they said that they're just going to stop the iterative updates and go full steam ahead on the sequel.
3: So that's okay. pretty cool. Which one did Splitgate come out? I feel like that was... Not too long ago. I feel like a year ago, maybe? A year and a half?
1: I think that's when it got popular, but it released earlier? Mm.
3: Yes, you're oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. 2019, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Very cool. I'm excited to see what they do next because I had a lot of fun with uh, Splitgate 1, I guess. I'm going to call it that now. Moving on. Gray Camouflage Collection revealed by PlayStation. Pre-orders are opening up for nine on 9.15. You're getting a DualSense and a console cover in that great camouflage sleek design releasing October 14th and a Pulse 3D headset releasing sometime in December. No release date yet, I don't think. Uh, Top-level thoughts on great camouflage. Uh, I don't really care for it, but if you do, have at it. It was funny. I saw this
0: and I was like, even when when PlayStation does cool things and does themed stuff, it's always so safe. Like gray camouflage so down the middle so down the like it's just yeah yeah it's kind of neat like i'm sure this will sell but like people are like hey where's the last of us themed playstation where's the spider-man themed playstation where's the god of war themed playstation like here's Great gray camo. camouflage yeah did you want grayscale because that's what you get
1: oh well uh, okay the only thing that I know of is that I think this is an homage to the gray digital camo uh, design they did for PS4 controllers and and those did so well but like you are right this this is this is uninspired absolutely no doubt about yeah. it Yeah do
2: you do you think like they're not going to make special edition playstations anymore they're doing face plates now that, that's, the Sorry, that's, what, like,
0: that's yeah what, like that's what people are that's what i think people want is those plates yeah. yes you're right yeah which
1: is a which that is a good thing because you don't need to buy a new console when a limited edition thing comes out you just buy the faceplates. that was
2: going to be my question is that why they haven't done any like crazy themes or is it because they want to still do stuff like that actually I feel you're like... right you're, that's mm. a good point or, Could be. yeah, I don't, I, I'm, I'm interested to see, like later down the line if they release The Last of Us PlayStation 5, and it still costs the same as a PlayStation 5, but how will they justify that when they have this as well? So we'll see, right. probably not, but hopefully not, I should say.
1: Moving on. Actually, more on on hardware for consoles a bit later at the end of Quick Bytes. Um Very much on the opposite end, I think. Uh, with We'll get there, we'll get there. But until then, our next Quick Byte, Firewall Ultra is revealed for PSVR 2. This is a VR tactical shooter, very much like Rainbow Six, uh, your Rainbow Six games. Uh, I forget the name of the original game. Firewall Zero Hour was for PSVR, and yeah, so the sequel is Ultra. Uh, Very cool. If they can, you know, release this game near or at launch with PSVR 2, I think that'd be very big. It seems like there's going to be actually pretty nice little quality amount of titles releasing with psVR2 so I'm kind of getting a little bit excited and I'm the only one I guess I'm
3: the only one <laughs> I gotta know the price to get excited I was gonna yeah. say I dude need to know fair more. point yeah no more yeah, okay
1: if Sony does do a showcase let's assume it's September they always they usually do it in September they absolutely need to do like a solid Here's 20 minutes straight on what you can expect for VR 2. Here's the release date uh, and the fucking price. Sorry, I, I don't know why I cussed, but here we are. It's it's due time. Yes. Agreed.
0: Yeah. I don't want to hear anything more about this until, I, until I'm until i hearing price points and specific release date and then oh. I get
1: excited. Until then, my excitement's on hiatus. What if, oh, okay. What if they came out in a blog post and said, yes... Uh, all the games are backwards compatible so if you claimed any actually i don't know if gage has any psvr one games in his backlog i do would be
0: exciting and that would immediately mean that your library is at least as big as whatever is available currently on psvr right right that would be huge no no that would be huge
1: huge huge Moving on, Cyberpunk 2077 expansion has been revealed. It is called Phantom Liberty. And yes, we are getting more Keanu Reeves. He's returning as Johnny Silverhand. Additionally, the Runners update is available today. And it adds Roach Race minigame, the Martinez jacket. You're getting transmog uh, on all your gear and much, much more. Uh, also included uh, coming in a future update for current gen devices only getting a complete overhaul of the police system and an overhaul to vehicular combat, um, which I find is kind of funny that it's it's still kind of... they still need to do this a few years after release, but anyway. Yeah.
2: And uh, this expansion, I think, is the only one that they're doing, like, this is the one and only expansion, like, they... that's what they said, I think, and it's only coming to next-gen stuff, too. Yep. So it's not coming to PS4. You nailed it. And- Xbox Series, so that that kind of sucks for those players, but at the same time, understandable because of how the the, the state that that game released on yes yeah. gen consoles. So it
1: I've should have been a yeah. It should have been yeah. a next gen only game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you know what though? Before I move on, mark my words, everyone. I think front of the show, Hugo listens sometimes. Hugo, if you're listening. I'm going to give Cyberpunk another shot. I know I keep saying this, but when I find the time, I will give Cyberpunk another
3: shot and another, like, honest to God, college try. Hell yeah. Might be the case of just releasing on too many platforms and spreading themselves too thin. And development resources. And yeah, that's why. Right. And that's why? A little, little hint there towards where we're going in was gonna say, maybe show.
0: Maybe that'll come up again, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Dude,
1: that went right over my head. I was too busy thinking about how to segue, and you, you teed one up, and I, I missed it. So instead, I'll say, man, thank you, Daniel, the Video Game Insider. Moving on. PS Fiat... PS5 uh, <laughs> software update... No, <laughs> PS5 software update has rolled out globally today. It features 1440p output, gameless, and UX enhancements. However... If you're if you're one of those folks who has v who has a monitor or TV that supports VRR variable refresh rate, uh, you can't click 1440p and have VRR at the same time,
3: which uh, very much sucks in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, agreed. agreed. I don't know. I don't know why they wouldn't be able to do that either. Because if you can do it in 4K, why couldn't you do it 1440p? I don't. You know, Who this knows? Is Sony we're talking, but they
0: still don't have backwards compatibility natively.
1: So, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Don't even get me started on that. I won't, I won't even go there. I won't even go there. Instead, we'll go to the Nintendo Switch where their OLED Scarlet Violet Edition has been announced for November 4th. And yes, despite saying they won't get a, a price increase, this does have a small price increase.
2: They straight up lied to
1: us. It's only $10 though. Just FYI. Oh.
2: I like it. I I think it's a cool-looking console. I like the dock. I like the back of the OLED Switch console itself, with all like the the stickers. Kind of looks like stickers or stamps, I guess. Yeah, I like these these sort of uh, additions. But obviously, I'm not going to get when I have a Switch. But yeah, I like this.
1: If I if I can be honest, I've never been a fan of any of the limited edition Switch variations. Mm -hmm. I think they all look like just like decals have been stuck on.
2: I think the the Animal Crossing one and the the dragon quest one were kind of the best one they're kind of more low-key at least the the back ones they have like the it's a little more into the the backing it's not Mm -hmm. poppy like these ones it kind of blended blends in a little bit more but yeah i i I know what you mean with the with the other ones it's i like it but yeah Yeah. definitely it's out there (laughs) Mm -hmm. i agree
0: with you russian the um the uh, animal crossing one was really nice yeah
1: the color wave on it was pretty sweet pretty sweet closing out quick bites we got two pieces of xbox news new features uh at xbox we're getting party chat suppression as an option you can turn that bad boy on dan can finally pull out his bluetooth headset that's not bluetooth you can also which i think is is fantastic it is pretty this is pretty freaking cool xbox shout out to you guys you can jump straight into a game from a friend's screenshot or video clip that they shared to you uh that is i don't know how those engineers do it but they're doing it. Pretty freaking swaggy.
0: I will add a tidbit. Currently, that feature is only available on PC and mobile. It's not available for uh, for console yet, for
1: native console games. Engineers, you let me down.
3: It's still cool. No, it's still dope.
1: It is still yeah. dope, yeah.
3: No doubt. For jumping into a game? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I got you. No.
0: Yes. Noise suppression is available on console.
1: Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I want Dan to explain this again, just on the pod, for the posterity here on the podcast, you know?
3: I just want to be able to chat with my friends while using my expensive <laughs> fucking surround sound that I bought, you know? Why yeah. is that so hard no, to that's understand? Fair. You that's know? fair. You, uh, yeah. you
2: bought it, you, you should get your money's worth out of it.
3: Exactly. Thank you, Ro.
2: <laughs>
1: I won't push it any further. I'm going to get Echo
3: while playing with you exactly yeah that's what noise is for you know True.
1: i missed that time we were playing games i forgot what we were playing but you're using those beats and every time you yelled it you just <laughs> immediately peaked the mic is fantastic
0: that was great it adds so much to like the comedic like delivery of everything that dan mm-hmm. does
1: mm-hmm. It's beautiful look out sony oh you got some competition <laughs> with your elite controller or whatever your ps controller is called i forget dual sense edge something like that yeah. anyway mm-hmm. The Xbox Elite Series 2 core controller has been announced. It is selling at an MSRP of $129.99 US dollars. Also, additionally, Design Lab for the Elite Series 2 is coming this holiday. And so am I. That is disgusting. Dude, you know
0: how exciting this is? That's awesome. They only showed solid... I'm hoping that it's as extensive as the regular controller custom because the little snippet they did was just like it seems like you can only change like the base color of it and that's it but if it is as in depth as as the regular design lab that's huge that's awesome
1: so why the 50 dollars price decrease well the core controller is uh, i think missing a few of the features from the series 2 you are not getting the four paddles that you get with the ser- the you know regular series 2 you're also not getting uh, the adjustable the additional adjustable thumbsticks is it adjustable i'm sorry no just additional thumbsticks. i apologize you're also not getting the carrying case and additional d-pad the standard d-pad but if you don't care about all this stuff and you just want a cool controller the core is an option for you
3: i think i'll wait and see if the core is available as an option for design lab i told gauge immediately that i was like i'm not getting another series two controller because that's ungodly expensive, and I've had so many issues with them. But then they announced this one, and I was like, okay, it's $50 <laughs> less. But if they do, like, a Design Lab one, that'd be kind of cool to do that. But I I'm not well doing... to wait
0: and see that,
3: right? Yeah, I'm not doing a Design Lab, though, if it's uh, the $180 version. It's like, nope, I ain't doing right. that. So
1: it's for the right. for the teaser that Xbox put out for the Design Lab, the only thing I'm... Oh, my god. I scared myself. The only thing I'm seeing um I clicked on the video that's why. That's different in these is just the is the color of the actual controller not like I
3: don't know. Yeah, which is weird cuz like in the middle. Can, yeah.
0: Right. Just the main face, yeah. I'm hoping that it's that's just the teaser and that when it comes out, you can change the buttons and the colors of the triggers and the bumpers because that's what you can do for all the other controllers. That'd be but ideal, if right? Just, if it's just the main faceplate and that's it, that's going to be kind of disappointing, but I'm sure it'll still get a
3: few sales. Yeah. And the rubber grips, obviously, those will be black no matter what. So mm-hmm. I think
1: so, yeah. 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 Which I kind of like. I'm not going to lie to you. I like that.
0: I do. I like the two-tone look. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, That grippy anyway who's hungry Is hungry i'm hungry Starving. Mm-hmm. do you Who have wants... any
0: man meat available
1: no but i have some street meat available for you and Hell we have yeah. three juicy items for you from street meat um they're all they're all sony centered uh, fyi but here we go nonetheless metal gear solid remasters coming soon question mark question mark According to Rhino, the bouncer, Konami is set to reveal remasters of Metal Gear Solid One, Two, and Three at the upcoming Tokyo Game Show 2022. Quote, according to various trusted sources. Unquote. Which to which I say source? Trust me, bro. That's yeah. not enough. That's not enough for me. <laughs> no, I, I, I'll see I've it.
0: Never heard of this man.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll see it. Oh, sorry. I'll believe it when I see it. Is my take. Right. What, a rock, though? Oh my god, dude. Oh my god. When, when they say remasters, are you guys- so are you guys
0: wanting the Resident Evil 2? No, thing, that's a-, are you that's just a wanting- remake, you know what I mean? Okay, so, I mean, again, sometimes people use them interchangeably. Are you- are you guys wanting remasters, or are you wanting remakes <clears throat> as a Metal Gear Solid fan?
1: Just fucking- on my PS5, upscale <laughs> to like 4K or whatever, running smooth, just like the- the- the, the, the same exact game, just upscaled. But okay. playable on my modern devices is all I ask for. Okay. okay. And in my opinion, this would be sweet. Because Konami, the, you know, the licenses, whatever, like, they took them off the storefronts. So they said they're going to put them back on at some point. They still are not up. What a swaggy way to come back and be like, I don't know why I said swaggy again, but here we are. <laughs> what a way to come back and be like, hey, we aren't just putting these back up. We're putting them back up as remasters. That would, that would kill. I would kill. Anyway. Who, Move it. Who? What? Who would you kill? <laughs> Moving on. I'm not I'm not going to go down this road. road. Um <laughs> holy Master Chief, anyway. God, sorry, Dan. Moving on to our next street meet. Spider-Man 2 gameplay soon? Inshallah soon, right? This comes from This is this is an even dicier one. <laughs> uh but it's been re- it's being reported on by by bigger outlets, so I I I got to put this one in here. This comes from Millie A. Mille A. Mand uh, on Twitter, who tweets, Spider-Man 2 on PS5 is exceeding expectations for Marvel higher-ups. Fluidity and visual punch is striking, according to an employee at Marvel, and gameplay is set to be shown very soon. Mayhaps at the Disney-slash-Marvel event that is right around the corner. Who knows? Interesting. Whoa. Who knows?
2: I hope so. Man, yeah. I want to see this game so bad. I want this game so bad. Yeah, I would love to see some gameplay of this soon. I would love to see how they tackle Spider-Man and Miles, both both Spider-Man. I'm sorry, in the same nice. uh, like universe, fighting together. I'll see. I, I would love to see how that that works. If it's co-op, or if it's like you're switching between the characters on the fly, like uh, GTA for worse example, but. Yeah, that would be cool to see how they handle gameplay for this. So I hope... That would
0: be be a really interesting uh, gameplay mechanic if you're just, like, swinging around and then you can just hold down on the D-pad and just switch seamlessly to switch Mm. your spider people. Yeah, that sounds awesome.
1: I'm excited for the combat with these two. Like, the first thing I thought of was, like, Arkham City, when you'll have those moments where you're, like, fighting, like, a group of enemies with, you know, maybe uh, Nightwing is with you or whatever, and, like, when you do a finisher, like, you'll do one together with them. Right, like, that would be so sick with two Spider-Men. Yeah, I can't wait. You know, to be even sicker is co-op. Insomniac. I, w- I don't know if I would like that. Legit, I don't know.
0: Really? Even as an option?
1: Like, I don't know if that would excite
3: me. Uh, that's crazy. I would love that.
1: I'm a sicko who loves single player.
3: That's fair. Do we think that the, the campaign is going to be Peter and Miles, like, being together all the time? Or do you think it's going to be more of a switch back and forth between them?
0: Mm -hmm. i think it'll be mostly one or like you'll be playing as one of them and then like for the big huge moments they'll meet up because then they can have that yeah yeah artificial excitement of like oh now they're together
2: oh we're both doing a mission now that's insane yeah and it could be some oh go ahead
1: christian oh please i think we're going the same same way so you can go first
2: maybe i was gonna say it could be something like the last of us part two I, I don't think we're going the same way. No. <laughs> no, uh, no, Like where where you're playing as a as Ellie at one point and then you switch over to Abbott, but you're never actually playing as them together. And there's just like cutscenes that bring them together, which would be the worst possible outcome. But that could be an option that they take where they separate the two gameplay wise. I hope that's not it. Yeah.
1: Am I in a position to spoil lightly spoil like a gameplay mechanic of um, Spider Man 1? Yeah. Okay. Well, there are moments in Spider-Man One where, like, you, you obviously there's like the Mary Jane missions, but there are moments where you play as Miles too, mm-hmm. right? In Spider-Man One, and and I'd, if I had a guess, I'd say the that, Dan, that's a great question by the way, uh, that you it probably focuses on the Peter aspect with you know the Mary Jane missions being replaced with like Miles Morales missions where it's like it's just Miles, but there are like obviously story beats where the, it's two of them together, um, yeah. doing whatever.
3: That'd
1: be Either way. Next year, man. Next year.
3: Yeah.
0: What if new worst case scenario, bro? What if you play as Peter Parker in Spider-Man Two, and the only time you play as Miles Morales is that it's the same as the first one where you're just walking around? Oh, oh my oh, god! <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you only see Miles in the suit in cutscenes. Oh my god! No, they wouldn't do that. They couldn't do that.
1: I got another one for That'd you. it would be amazing. <laughs> you ready? Thank what you. if What if Black Cat was real, and she lived Whoa. in Portland, Oregon? Oh and she, wow. and she knew Your about neighbor? me. And she kn- yeah. Oh
0: She's my <laughs> oh, neighbor, no. but like We're- she
1: never talked to me. I just looked at her and I'm like going outside to do laundry.
0: <laughs> We're figuring like, in the after dark territory. Uh oh. That's true. <laughs> yeah.
1: Last bit of street meat. this comes from Naughty Dog Central. Thank you, Ro, for sending this to my way so I completely missed it. Fans are speculating that art in The Last of Us Part One is indicative of Naughty Dog's new IP. Seemingly would be a fantasy setting.
2: Like, yeah I, I I really hope so like I, I said when I shared this the first time they did something similar for the last of us in Uncharted 3 where they had like a newspaper clipping hinting at like the the outbreak so it would be and, and again this this artwork wasn't found in the original game so it's it's interesting that they decided to add this um, when they they didn't have to they could have just upres the the posters that already existed sure they decide to make new art and I don't know where this is in the game but it, it is interesting that it's all together on a like a vision board. I don't know if it's some maybe it's someone's bedroom. I'm not, I'm not sure. But um right. also it in, looks in,
1: in, it looks like yeah. the university section, I think. Okay. Yeah. Somebody,
2: I think Sorry, go ahead. I just wanted to also add that somebody also found uh in Sarah's bedroom at the beginning of the game, they added some stuff on the table and one of the things is like an origami blue dragon and in some of the uh the posters, is a dragon in there, so it could be another hint to what that game is about.
0: That's pretty cool.
2: I definitely I definitely think
0: this is an intentional tease because uh, the thing that got for me is that I saw a couple of pictures floating around of just the posters. When I saw the full image, the fact that there's the Naughty Dog sticker right below it all on the wall, there's, there's like a little sticker bomb Naughty Dog thing right underneath that, kind of puts it all into one little package for me where I'm like, Wait. okay, this is kind of,
1: is the naughty dog sticker not Wait, that's, that's in game.
3: The... That is in game. No, that's the tel... that's the telegram uh account cuz it's That's says, what I thought. Okay, naughty... that's what I thought. Naughty Dog it's... IR. Oh, okay, yeah. I yeah.
0: thought that was in game. In which case I was like there's no way that's not a tease. Yeah. Okay, that's my bad. I still think it's a tease though. I still I still do. Um like you said, Roe, it's not the same posters as before. So if this was just an up-res remake, everything else has been painstakingly recreated except for these new posters so and that has been that has been on the short list of rumors right we've heard sci-fi and we've heard fantasy those are the two things we've heard yes that's true um yeah this 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 is exciting i would love to see them go in a completely new direction i'm very and with how gorgeous the games are already like oh my god
1: i will add in naughty dog we trust but i am a little bit sad it's not a sci-fi game that would that would oh. That but, uh, been
0: peak for me. Real, we've got a lot of good sci-fi coming out. We're going to be eating That's good. we got true. Starfield, we've got Callisto Protocol, we got you know Dead Space Remake.
1: What fantasy games do we have? First spoken? Get out of here. Wait, you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, He's God. right behind me, isn't he? It's the news! It's the no. news of the week. Let's talk about VR. Dan sent this over in chat today. Thank you, Dan, because I missed it as well. Meta is expected to reveal a new Quest headset at its Connect livestream on October 11th. This is huge, Uh, one, because we've known about a a new Quest forthcoming for quite some time, which didn't know when, but it's even bigger because they just increased the price of the original uh, Quest 2. What 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 are your thoughts on a potential Quest 3, what that price point could be, what it will even look like etc etc
3: um oh go ahead dan go ahead dan well i was just gonna say i almost wonder if they increase the price on quest 2 just to prepare for this so that they can set the price for quest 3 at that new price is what i'm speculating but maybe that would be kind of crazy because then a month and a half later they're gonna you know what reduce the price again of the quest 2 i don't uh, i don't quite know but Mm-hmm. I feel like that might lessen the blow if they're like, "Hey, this is the same price as our current quest," even though they just increased the price of it. But right, oh, no. I,
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the crazy theory here. All right? Tell me, this might be me overanalyzing it, but judging at this picture here, I've noticed that there are no eye cups when you got the, you got the Zuck <laughs> looking at his, you know, looking at his people, his androids on the, on the, on the thing there. I almost wonder if they increase the price on the Quest 2 because the Quest 2 is going to be more powerful than this and this is going to be an even more accessible
3: um, mm.
0: uh, lowered price trying to get even more people into the metaverse because they are pushing that so hard. I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm like, th- like, especially think of everything we've seen about the PlayStation, PSVR 2, Vive, and even Quest 2. This does not look... This looks budget to me. Like, if you're looking at this picture, like, this does not look like the next step forward. This looks like we're coming in with a new, access- even more accessible headset coming in at an even lower price. And it has, you know, it's just the bare bones sort of thing. I don't know. That's what I got when I first looked at this. But please tell me if I'm being crazy.
1: Do we know if that's actually, like... A tease for the next quest, or is that just like a, an old image that they're just using as a placeholder? Because this is this, this is the tweet re- in reference uh, to what Gage is talking about It's from the Game Awards
3: uh, account. Yeah, yeah, I, I was wondering the same thing. So I started searching it while you were talking and I can't really find that picture uh, to me.
0: That looks like a new headset. I don't think I've seen that before.
3: Yeah, it's possible. Uh, oh, but I am looking at CNET that says Meta's next VR headset is coming out in October. What we know about Meta Cambria, aka Quest Pro, is what it says. Okay, Quest Pro.
1: That doesn't... So, Gage is onto something because, I mean, granted, we don't know details, but, like, just bit, judging off this one tease, this doesn't seem as pro as my Quest 2 because I, I I can almost see, like, the corner of his eyes. Like, that doesn't, that's I'm scream, it's that doesn't scream immersive to me. Look, uh, to me this
0: seems like a pick up and go sort of like this is the VR for the person who's only got 15
3: minutes to play VR. You just put it on your head. So look at the chat what I just sent you guys, uh, because it looks exactly like this render that's on CNET and uh it looks really walky. <laughs> it's like Which, like it is weird looking. I'm very uh here I can put it in the dock actually right above Christian's okay, here. Yep, I see it. Uh but yeah, I'm like, what the hell? That's huh. weird. That does like, look like it. Yeah.
2: But uh, yeah, like you were saying, if you just like look to the right a little bit, you would see his pupils, and you could like look out, of, like out of the, yeah. look out of the glasses. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I would be down for an an uh, a quest light, I guess, like a, right. a more accessible version for this. I think that would be cool for for certain types of gamers on a, on a budget and stuff like that. But yeah, it's, it's it's interesting to see that uh, they're not going for the upgrade, which I thought would be the next step. But like you, like the article says, it is called a Quest Pro, so it's I'm getting a little mix uh, mixed signals right. with discussion here. So I'm I'm not yeah. sure What's
0: expected? Yes. Um, just jumping around the article, I saw an interesting point here where there's a there's a there's a quote from the article here that says. Uh, If the Cambria headset is more than $800, there's no way it will be as popular as the Quest 2 is now. Meta seems to be hinting that's not the point of Cambria, which means that game developers may not be as focused on the new hardware. I wonder if this is, maybe if it's not a Quest Lite, if it's maybe like a Quest sort of active, if you would, like a sort of uh, more application-focused headset which is why it wouldn't have those aggressive eye cups that are sure considered what what you'd want for immersive, right? If this is designed for just, like, you know, your soccer mom or your dad that gets home from work and wants to do a few online workouts or whatever, like, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. You're right, bro. There's there's mixed messaging here, right? Pro would lead you to believe, like, okay, double the battery, double the pixels. This is epic. But then Meta's saying, like, well, hold on. This actually isn't for gamers, really. So, yeah, this is very strange.
1: I want to know what the audience is like out there. Like how many people are actually using VR headsets for non-gaming activities for like, I don't know, YouTube Hangouts or I guess, you know, what Meta seems to really be focusing on work meetings and stuff. I don't know if it's as big as the gamer pool and like how well it'll do.
0: Maybe not, but the active might be. Like the, like I, a lot of people are into the whole boxing and rock climbing and stuff like that. Like maybe that That's has a decent market share, but yeah, we don't really know stats. That's a good point.
1: You know, that's funny. I'm saying this and I'm just scrolling on, on Twitter for Quest stuff and I'm seeing a video of someone uh, using uh, a Quest to learn how to play the piano. It's like telling them where to look on the piano like what notes are coming up. So, That's wow. pretty cool. And the market might be out there. And the Quest teach me how to love? No, but I can. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> how long will Call of Duty be multi-platform? Question mark. That is the big question. Uh, this is uh, spawning from a from an article from the Verge uh, that was posted late last week. Um, Phil Spencer wrote in, a letter to Jim Ryan back in January saying that Call of Duty would still be available on PlayStation several more years, quote unquote, beyond current Sony beyond the current Sony contract in place. Uh, as we've come to find out today, Several more years isn't actually that much longer. As Jim Ryan tells GamesIndustry.biz, Phil only offered three more years beyond the agreement, calling the offer, quote, inadequate on so many levels, unquote. Jim, you are lucky you are getting three additional years, I would say.
0: Yep. Can we just take a step back, regardless of how you feel about whether or not it should be multi-platform? What an incredibly unprofessional thing to do. To me, this kind of seems like, Jim Ryan really wants to keep COD on PlayStation, obviously, because they get 30% off of the bajillion copies that it sells every year. But this, to me, almost seems like they he wants to stir the hornet's nest and get some drama stirred up to sort of pressure Xbox into this. Because for him, in, in his response, he says, like, oh, I feel that this is supposed to be private, but Phil talked about it. I mean, he talked about it in a very professional, like, yeah, we're hoping to keep uh, COD on uh, multiple platforms were hoping to extend the thing beyond. It wasn't like he aired their dirty laundry or anything like that. Like it was very much PR speak. So for Jim Ryan to come out and say this, it's very, I don't know. This was kind of sleazy. I thought, I thought this was really sleazy, uh, sleazy uh, nonsense from, from Jim, to be honest. I'm not a yes. huge fan of this.
3: Um, Go ahead, Dan. The thing I was thinking of just a little while ago is, At the end of the day, Microsoft wants money. So, like, if Call of Duty is still selling very well on PlayStation three years from now, they're going to keep it on PlayStation. Like, I don't see them taking it away if, you know, it's still selling 15 million copies on PlayStation 5, personally. So, I... Yeah.
1: I have some numbers for you. Sure. Sony was Activision Blizzard's largest customer in 2020, accounting for 17% of its sales or... Roughly, approximately $1.37 billion. Uh, in contrast, Microsoft uh, was the fourth largest customer behind Apple and Google for 11% of its sales, or $890 million. So, I So, mean, of course, this is, this is from 2020, so numbers may have changed, but uh, it seems like, and it's not just Call of Duty, but Call of Duty is the biggest Activision product, uh, I'd, I'd argue one of by a lot no no absolutely by a lot that's not even close uh this would probably most def, most definitely hurt uh playstation peeps if they did lose uh call of duty completely which i don't think will be the case but we'll have the wins
0: no because that's the thing once xbox owns it it would hurt xbox yeah. to not, to not mess it on those sales right And yeah. i want to bring up something that uh gene park over at uh washington post brought up because he he got a really good tweet to this too where he was very, very critical of, of Jim Ryan, but he was saying that this is this probably this three years that he pitched him, it's probably a rolling deal that they have similar to to Minecraft, where yeah, we're only promising you three years, but on you know, two and a half years into it, they'll re-up the contract for another three hmm. years. Like that is probably how this was gonna go. And I do wanna take a step back. It's it's hard to separate it because I mean, we're also invested into the world of video games. We talk about it, and all that stuff. If this was any other industry, this would be extremely out of the ordinary for a major rival to be like, hey, don't worry, we'll still give you access to this product that you want, that that everybody wants. Crazy! It it is. It's nuts, right? So everybody's kind of saying, it's funny for me, and maybe that's where my bias is, is to people sort of siding with Jim Ryan on this or Sony on this, where I'm like, well, this wouldn't happen in any other industry. Like, you would expect, if you're paying $69 billion, nice, to... (laughs) <laughs> keep activision blizzard that you would want to keep your product like i don't know if if gm bought mitsubishi for 69 billion dollars they wouldn't be like yeah subaru you can actually still uh use mitsubishi parts that's fine like no no other industry would this ever happen so yeah i i feel like i feel like it's not gonna go anywhere but jim ryan you gotta settle down all right settle down oh down jim
1: there is also the additional factor that uh phil is in the middle of, of acquiring activision he's got to be really careful with whatever words he puts out um mm-hmm. he's got that lawsuit and i think it's in the uk it's in europe or is that also here
0: yes no no it's, it's the it's uk, UK. UK is is the one that's really sort of scrutinizing the deal regardless
1: yeah yeah, he he, I mean we just talked about an article where he was talking about choice a lot right or sorry I'm I'm confusing this we didn't talk about it here that was on easy achievers I'm because I listened to Dan talk about this shout out easy achievers uh but yeah uh uh, like will call it I mean age old question age old but like a few months will x call duty come to xbox game pass and is yes. that the illusion of choice that you're getting there, right? Like the incentive is like, yeah, it's still on PlayStation, but if you're on the Xbox platform, you're getting it as part of, uh, if you're on Game Pass, you're getting it for free.
0: And I I feel like in my mind, that's fair, quote unquote, to sort of, again, well, fair would be for them to take the thing that they own and just make it exclusive. But if you want it to be fair in what we, what we want as the consumer, I feel like that's totally fair. And I think it will come to Game Pass. And I think that's when we'll see the Game Pass price hike price hike sorry that is long overdue uh because um obviously nobody wants to increase price it doesn't go over well but as somebody who uses game pass regularly that thing is extremely underpriced um dude dude
1: i I didn't include this but like we say this but they're also releasing a family plan which is like astoundingly way cheaper for people to just squat up that way
0: right absolutely which is why i think that once they have that family plan out there and people go wow this is even a better deal and then they add a bunch of you know the entire activision blizzard uh, backlog and future games day one releases i think that's when they'll be like okay see look at how much we've given you now it's fair for us to increase the price which i think is totally fair um so yeah, yeah. i think all these games will absolutely come to game pass and i think it will come with a price
3: hike I think it depends on how long uh, how long it takes to get like whatever measures they got to hit for their subscriber numbers, because like obviously if if this puts a huge influx of subscribers when they do the Activision stuff into Game Pass, then that may offset the cost of, you know, including those games or whatever the acquisition was for Activision. Uh, like maybe they have metrics that say if we hit a hundred million subscribers, I know that's a crazy number, but if we hit a hundred million subscribers, then we're good. Or I don't know but I guess it'll depend yeah. on how quick that happens too.
0: See, the, the, the problem I have with that though, is that like every time they acquire a new studio and especially one as big as Activision, that number's gotta go up for what they need right. to hit, right? Because you think of the development costs of Call of Duty, you've got yeah. three teams working on it simultaneously at all times. Each Call of Duty game is like, what? A $200 million game, let's say. Mm. 200, you know, $150 million game at least. Um, Yeah, so I, I think you're right, Dan. Like it I think it can become sustainable, but it's funny that Every time there's a new announcement of Microsoft acquiring a studio, I feel like that goal gets pushed out farther and farther. And I feel like at the same time they're not worried about it. I feel like Microsoft has really the last six years, five five six years, gone to Phil Spencer and been like, "Here's a blank check. Do what you need to do to make Xbox the number one brand in gaming." So I think you're right, but at the same time, I also think clearly it's not a priority for them to make it profitable yet. Like they are playing the long game with this
3: uh shout out to Kirik in the chat he said hello once more gentlemen and uh he was explaining the differences of a couple few several and dozen so thank you for that <laughs> Kirik. <Hell laughs> he says, yeah, he says was... a few is three to seven and several is seven to eleven so
1: i appreciate There's... that i didn't understand There's... what context you were saying this in but now i remember <laughs> yeah the, the playstation thing yeah 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 yeah
2: um there was also a Tom Warren tweet that came back into circulation after this news came out and it featured a uh, an interview where somebody from who represented Microsoft was uh, on CNBC and they were discussing how they want their games to be on other platforms like Minecraft and they want this act to acquisition to be similar to that where they want Call of Duty to be on PlayStation and potentially on Nintendo consoles. We want these games to be everywhere as much as possible. This is back in February, so things can change. But I think it is interesting because all this time they've been saying that we want Game Passes on as many platforms as possible. We want our mm. the games that we have on as many platforms as possible. And, and again, these things can change when they see those big money signs, but I, I think it's safe to say that, I, that Call of Duty is going to be on more places than than Xbox for now.
3: Yeah. I agree. Dan, I just thought of something crazy. But what if what if Phil? What if we went kiss? To, oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I, this is kind of a crazy concept. But like, what if Phil went to Jim Ryan and said, "Hey, I'd like to do this for an additional three years, but I would also like to continue that. But in order to do that, I'm going to need a Game Pass app on the PlayStation. No console. chance.
1: Zero fat freaking chance that jim ryan would say yes oh, to that yeah.
3: that, is that man be is that stubborn, stubborn. I would say yes to it but i think you're onto something dan absolutely and maybe that's why we're in the situation we're in, because there was like rumblings that the there was other circumstances that were holding them back from uh making it longer or whatever so
0: for sure and i think and i think you know what it, I, I think if that were true jim, jim ryan wouldn't want to say that he said no to that because i think a lot of PlayStation gamers would be really open to the concept of getting Game Pass, right? Because it's a much better deal than damn, the PlayStation alternative, and damn. It's, not even the same, it's not even the same really service, right? But yeah, I think you're, I think you're onto something, Dan. I think you're onto something. But at the same time, Christian, you're absolutely right. Jim Ryan,
2: in my like, over my dead body. Yeah. No. because if if Game Pass ends up on PlayStation, that's a lot of other games that just don't sell on playstation right. all those
0: true? third-party multi-platform mm-hmm. games yeah. which would be a why test. why would you buy back
2: for blood on
0: yeah. on playstation store if you well, can you just, just get it on Game
3: Pass? Yep. yeah that's true
0: yeah that'll be interesting
2: though i, I would love to see that
1: <laughs> before we move on i have another just kind of offhand question um off the cuff if call of duty if and when i should say because it, it, it will i think they said they will anyway when call of duty is on game pass will you see a subscriber boost
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah.
0: I don't think, yeah. yeah. I don't think there's any situation where you wouldn't. The more interesting question is, do you see a sales hit to Call of Duty, right? Because I think, a oh, lot of people for sure. Would yeah. still want to buy it a la carte. You still have a lot of people that, like, th- this is something that I've I mentioned before in the podcast, but I worked at GameStop in a very rural area. There is a large, again, the people that aren't on Twitter, there is a large majority of gamers, or I don't know if majority, but there's a large group of gamers that, you know we'll buy games based on whether or not they can play it online or offline and they don't want any of the subscription crap so to me the more interesting question is does call of duty take a noticeable sales hit cuz if it's like if it's only like a million dollars off of the regular right if it's if it sells 16 million instead of 15 that's and they get all the game pass boosts right to me that's a huge win for microsoft
1: time will tell damn you awesome everyone here is a video game insider today i love it that does it for news of the week. Uh let's move on. We got a quick fantasy critic draft check-in. We got one game releasing this week that is Splatoon 3 and somebody 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 picked it up on our fantasy draft. None other than the Nintendo aficionado. Check him out. Look at it. Visual watchers. (laughs) Check this out. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Games picked up Splatoon 3, and that is currently sitting at an 84 on OpenCritic, netting, possibly netting, Roshan,
3: 14 points. Big dub. Yes. Let's go. Hopefully
2: it is that way?
3: <laughs> can we just talk about how Row is quietly like climbing up the, the pole here? In, oh, yeah, in fantasy critic, mm. you know? Yeah, let's talk about it's
1: that. It's like I said, I me I and Ro are fighting for second place.
2: <laughs> what am I at right Oh, 14 points. That still won't get me. Oh, well, it will get me to 100, right? Or no, it won't. No, no, no it get you at
1: 90. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, I gotta getting say, me, getting there. I just want to break 100. <laughs> I, I cannot believe Dan blew through. Every single cent
3: of his budget, he's at <laughs> zero dollars. I spent lit- Well, I I knew I had no more uh, picks left. I had already maxed out my picks, so I just spent the rest of my money on my final pick, which was Peniment. So, oh, that's the uh, the indie game coming to Xbox. Yeah. Yep, and it's been getting good good previews. Yeah, hope it gets final delayed. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: Okay. Before we get to the topic of the show, we're going to stop at what you got for me. Let's start with Daniel.
3: Yo, I've been playing me some The Last of Us Part One, and it's actually uh, it's very interesting. <laughs> I have played like two hours uh, of it, and I've as I've told you guys before, I have very little memory of it, even though other than that I love the game because I haven't played it since it came out in 2013 on PlayStation Three so nine years ago Uh, my memory is not the greatest as it is so that's a trip for me to remember but having a lot of fun with it thus far uh the opening it's interesting christian we were talking about this uh the the opening um uh cinematic piece whatever you want to call it didn't hit me as hard because of me knowing the outcome which the first time i played it was like super emotional and i was a wreck uh the second this time playing it i was like okay i I totally it's still probably a fantastic experience for someone playing it for the first time but it lessened the impact for me i guess the second time uh so sorry christian
1: i gotta disagree here you you heartless bastard uh, and i obviously I'm I'm kidding. If it didn't hit for you, that's that's totally fine. To me, when I, I think when I, we were talking about this and we we're we're playing a, a different game. Um, I think it hit really hit different for me. And I'll I'll cut, I'll be spoiler-free as possible. Like knowing that outcome, I was able to like take on that game in a different way. Where I was like really focusing on the performances this time around and seeing like the emotion that those performances were giving me was like I was mentally preparing myself and failing v- earlier than previous uh, times I've played this game. Where like very early on, I was like, I know what's coming. And then everything that the Naughty Dog did in part one, which is like the, like, the sound design uh, and the lighting, immersed me in it even more. So I was like, I know what's coming, and this is hitting in a, in a much different way than I played it the first time. I was like, Dan, this, this kind of rocks. Anyway, right. sorry, Dan.
3: No, no, that's fair. Uh, I also just want to point out, I've been playing on fidelity mode instead of performance mode, and it has a really cool thing that, so it's in 4k, uh, resolution, but then it's 40, 40, uh, frames per second, but it's unlocked frame rate. So like you may get a little more than 40 or maybe it may drop a little bit. Uh, and I feel like the experience has been very good. Like I've, I've been very positive with it. The responsiveness of the controls feels really good at that, um, Level which I'm wondering if they're doing something like what Ratchet and Clank did, where uh, the controls actually respond in uh 60 hertz or right,
0: pulling rate, yeah, like yeah, it's kind of like a, yeah,
3: but the actual on screen is uh set to 40, but yeah, it's it's really great actually, and it feels a little bit more cinematic, I feel like, because uh, yeah, that was, I think, one complaint I had from going from the last of us on ps3 to ps4 they did the 60 fps mode on ps4 which in theory sounds great but then I, I started playing left behind and i was like man this feels too crisp because like it, it loses some of that cinematic uh flair i feel like so dude uh but yeah i could not agree with you more uh, i
1: did play the remastered version i did one playthrough of it um and i didn't like it as much i mean it, it played better obviously like it's smoother but i think i ended up switching or i don't know what i did but yeah. There's something to that, like, granted, I know there's frame rate dips and whatever, and it's not the smoothest, but it is closer to, like, 24 frames per second, which is what film cameras are, are filmed okay. at, right? And it does give it that cinematic feel that I think is lost when you boost the frame rate. Anyway.
0: You guys ready for this? Yeah. Tell me. When this game comes in on PC, I'm going to play it at 120 frames per second. I'm going to be <laughs> running yeah, around as drill. I'm going to be quick sniping, slide, slide canceling all over the place.
1: <laughs> oh, I I'll I'll save it. I just remembered something. <laughs> I got really well, excited for got. this.
3: <laughs> oh, you didn't that's, play
0: anything else, Dan?
3: I, oh, shit. I completely forgot. Yeah, we did play the greatest <laughs> video game of all time, Halo well, 3, which I'll let everyone else talk well, I'll let Christian and and, and Ro talk about cuz they haven't played it before. So. Yeah. Yes. Greatest video game of all time. That is PXN's greatest greatest video game of all time. Two thousands video game greatest, of all time. Two thousands exclusive. Yeah. Exclusive. 2000s. Exclusive. Yeah. Yes, that's so true. So
0: We're down here, boys.
3: Beating out Halo Two, and only because I 2. wasn't there. Ro,
1: what you got for me? Um,
2: I have been playing yes, Halo Three, the PXN's greatest exclusive to the two thousands. Um, yeah, I enjoyed this one a lot more than shouldn't say a lot more. I enjoyed this one more than Halo 2. And the gameplay is what I liked more. But the story of Halo 2, I think is better and more entertaining and interesting than Halo 3. But the gameplay itself is starting to, you know, feel not dated to me. I I had a good time playing this with the boys. Um, There was a, a level at the end that I completely just (laughs) <laughs> eighth, eighth turned on, and I, I got to watch it but christian was playing it and it felt like i was watching like a cinematic almost it was like it was good it was good stuff good gameplay from christian at the end there but um yeah it was it was a fun game to play i love the vehicle combat in this one all around good time so i'm excited for i guess halo 4 if we're not doing OD- or reach is it reach next if we're not doing we're, O-D- OD- do, we're O-D- doing yeah, okay, odst, O-D-S-T. O-D-S-T. yeah okay. O-D-S-T, so, i guess yeah. odst is next then so i'm excited for that to see if there's any even more improvements. I I assume those two games are pretty close together
3: in release. Yeah, two years. Yeah, two years.
2: Maybe maybe it won't be that crazy, but I'm excited to play because I've heard the story for that one's really cool. So hype for that one. I played Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which is a game that I've been putting off for quite some time and it's finally clicking. I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, The map is horrible. I have no idea where I'm going sometimes. (laughs) Like there's like, there's like, quest icons at the top it's terrible I, I mean that's not why it's terrible but like it's bad. i, I can go into more detail but I, I won't it's just a bad map thing and it's, I'm, it's very confusing but uh besides that the gameplay is pretty cool i like the characters um i think this is people's least favorite xenoblade out of the three but i'm enjoying it right now excited to get into three when when i'm finished this one and i haven't played the last of us part one I want to, I don't have a PS5, but I watched the cutscenes, I watched like an entire playthrough on, on, on YouTube because I, I couldn't help myself. And watching the ending to The Last of Us Part One and seeing those new animations in Ellie's face and Joel's mm. face too. But in Ellie's face, dude, at the I I want to play this game so bad. It's oh naughty dog, I love you. I love you.
1: Yeah, I finally reached Pittsburgh and I was telling my friend Islam that I I realized I'm playing this game slowly. And I don't mean that as and like, I'm not sitting down to play games. I'm, I mean, like, literally, like, I'm playing this at the walking pace that I played RDR2 in, where I'm, like, simulating myself as Joel, where I'm, like, literally, like, contr- like the thumbstick on my controller is, like, maybe halfway, where I'm, like, really just walking around. And this is a great time for me to mention my house rules for The Last of Us that I told Dan to remind me. Uh, I'm a f- I'm a freaking weirdo uh, when it comes to The Last of Us. Uh, during the 23rd original release from PS3... Like when you started up the game, it plays that that menu theme, that beautiful theme that Gustavo Santo Ayala um, wrote and performed. And because obviously of the HDD, when you load your most current saved, like continue game, it takes a while for that load to pop up, right? So you would have to sit there with the fireflies on the screen just like coming at you as the score plays. And that, I actually really enjoyed that. Like that would always put me in the mood and like really like set the tone for what game I was going to, going to get into that I realized for PS5, like I I, I didn't want to lose that. So I sit at the menu and watch the window and listen to the theme. And then right as that song is ending, I'll then load the game and like pretty much as as right when it ends, like I'm in the game. So it's like a nice kind of thing for me to get into the game. I do two more things I want Dan or your guys' reactions on. One, just like the last of Us part two, I do not use a listen mode ever. So it's only only just what what I'm seeing and doing my best nice. to avoid enemy AI. I also don't reload my guns uh, until like I am completely out because I'm role-playing that I I don't want a mag dump, like in Call of Duty, where you get rid of the whole mag and mm. like you still have all your bullets. That to me is wow. like I would really want to be in The Last right, of Us. Right. Yeah. Right. There's some exceptions where like the revolver, I think he only drops the, the bullets that you use. So I'll do that when I find ammo. But other than that, yeah, I'm just I'm not reloading until like encounter where i need to reload does right.
3: that mean you're playing on permadeath mode then christian fuck no i'm not absolutely oh, not. <laughs> <what>? <laughs> no I, I'm, I'm not a sadist
2: <laughs> i i, I want to do something like that i've only played without listen mode once and it was, it was really cool as it was entertaining i don't know if i would ever do that for a first playthrough obviously I, I didn't but for the last of us part one i think i think it'd be fun to try a couple of new things mm. for, for that playthrough that sounds awesome. I love that. I love that you just like listen to the soundtrack
1: before starting. Yeah, dude. Do. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I also, before I get into the Halo stuff, because I want to bring that up as well. I did also get a new platinum uh, this week. My thirty something, thirty something, something ish plat- platinum. Can you guys guess? You won't guess. I'll just tell you. It's In Fall, guys.
0: Oh, fall wow. guys. oh wow! Oh <laughs> wow! I
1: platinum Fall Guys. Uh, so I'm, I'm done with it. But I'm so gonna that be back.
2: You, you got five wins in a row at one point.
1: I did. I'm a real gamer. Wow. Nice. That's all clap for damn, me. Damn, damn, Thank you. Congratulations. Uh, Gage, before we let you go, Halo Three. Thank you, bro. Halo Three. I, I have to start off with something positive. Okay, you ready, Dan? Sure. I under I understand the love for it, because honest honest to God, there is something really special about playing a campaign with the lads together like that is like i'm I'm finally understanding like that is why people love halo so much like i can literally imagine the number of times anyone has like sat down and, like hey you guys will put some halo and run through the campaign together with like modifiers or a harder difficulty and just having like a saturday night with the boys like i get it i understand it hell yeah here comes my criticisms quote. <laughs> however however <laughs> I don't I don't know if it's for me something about it and I've realized that like I told Dan this uh, when we were playing off air like I miss Arbiter like Halo 2 like that felt like a truly special game like Gage was mentioning like that is very lore heavy very story heavy where it's like not just Chiefs game but also Arbiter and they feel like compelling characters I never felt that in Halo 3 where like that was gone to me granted I'm playing with with friends so like I'm missing that right I know Dan I'm sorry but I, I never felt like that pull for me to like really, really, really care, and that that kind of sucked. And That's why I think for me like Halo Two gets the edge over Halo Three, despite Halo Three having better gameplay, moment-to-moment gameplay. The only thing I'm missing from Halo Three also is like the how beautiful like the environments were in Halo Two, like the the cityscape. What do you call, What does Bungie do? What do you call them? I oh, can't sky remember. Box. The skyboxes are, are yeah. phenomenal, dude. And some of those moments in Halo insane. Two were inspired.
0: Yeah, Bungie. I mean, that, that, let's just shout out Bungie in general, right? Because somebody brought it. I think it was Roshan brought it up that, that in Destiny, that it's the exact same. Like Bungie, just for some reason, their art department, when it comes to skyboxes, they just know how to make it. And it's such a small thing that, like, I'm sure a lot of gamers will overlook or not even pay attention to. But like you said, Christian, when it hits, it hits. And there are certain mm. things in in Halo Two, like high charity and stuff like that. High charity, dude. Absolutely gorgeous. Like and it just kind of yeah immerses you in the world so yeah shout out to Bungie for their for their skyboxes because they're nuts.
3: I will also say you said you weren't influenced but I feel like you are a little bit influenced by the the remaster of Halo Two as well because yes Bungie's skybox is phenomenal throughout the entire series. However, comparing OG Halo Two skyboxes to Halo Three, fair, very big difference, fair. But, uh, yes, I, I completely agree. Bungie did great work with Skyboxes.
1: The th- now, sorry, go ahead. The, the other thing I was also thinking of that I didn't mention is this, like, there are, like, I, I mentioned this briefly, like, there are inspired moments that it like, did stick with me in Halo 2. Um, the one in particular was, uh, granted, maybe it's a little bit repetitive, but like going through those, those, like, vertical hallways uh, of the library with the, like, 2001 A Space Odyssey-esque music like where it's, like, really haunting, that is truly, oh, like, yeah. ins- an inspired level. Like, I remember that moment. And, like, it was great. I was getting a little spooked out just playing with Gage. Granted, I had a gummy, but whatever. And <laughs> and, and, I, and I missed that in Halo 3, but anyway. Right. Now,
0: just, I mean, Dan, I know you and I have talked about this a million times, but it's just as, now that we're getting, you know, fresh perspectives, it's kind of sparking things in my brain. I, I'm almost kind of, articulating and thinking about why i like halo 2 more than halo 3 and christian i want you to maybe tell me if you got the same vibe but i feel like with halo 3 again still a good game and as dan and i have said multiple times like they're very close it's it's you know this number one and number two for for dan and i which one would be like better but for halo 3 hearing you talk about it i feel like the reason i don't like halo 3 as much is that the entire game feels like a third act, like especially playing it back to back with halo 2 right halo 2 you get all that sort of plot development and like you said you get that character with the arbiter and there's reasons why the arbiter is not as featured in halo 3 and that's because fucking man babies ruin everything but um (laughs) yeah the entire game kind of feels like a third act like there's not a lot of lore it's just kind of like you're going from one thing to the next and in a video game format i think maybe that's why it doesn't work for me is that the third act is, you know, it's six hours, eight hours, however long it was when I originally played it for the first time. Whereas, like you said, in Halo 2, you it's kind of giving you reasons to care because you're developing yeah. the plot. And then Halo 3, yeah. if it were a movie, it would be the last, you know, 30 minutes of it. But it's not its entire game. So it kind of feels like you're just sure. going through it. And we were talking about the pacing, right, when you're we playing it. Like, the pacing is nonstop in Halo 3. Like, it's very little time to rest, very little like you got a lot of cutscenes in halo 2 of people sitting down and talking and having meetings but in halo 3 it's like okay we need to go do something
3: right now what are we going to do we're going to do this okay let's go do it
1: Damn, I think please yeah
3: you're i think you're actually spot on with that assessment gauge i i would agree that like halo 2 is like a part one halo 3 is part two i i think that's a really good analogy and uh they what? actually handled a part one and part two properly unlike naughty dog because they you haven't killed, even finished the game. You can't even they say that. Killed, because they killed main characters. No, this isn't a spoiler. They killed okay. main characters from a character that was established in part one. They didn't just randomly show up a part a new character in part two and say, here you go, kill this guy real quick that you love and freaking <laughs> adore so much.
1: Here's my, here's my response. Get over it keep playing it. Because I played three Halo games already.
0: That's fair. That's fair, Dan. That's a fair deal. The Halo games take like what four or five hours to. Complete? But he's playing seven of them. That's true. Mm. That's true. That's true.
1: Uh, we're, we're before you finish out, Gage, I do want to say like, I haven't gone yet. Yeah, I'm saying. So what? What did I say? Anyway, whatever. Two. I want to reply to you as well. Halo Two for me isn't afraid to be sci-fi, and that's what I found really cool about it. Where I never felt like it, Halo Three gets the time to to really dive in that i mean there obviously it's a sci-fi game like the gameplay uh is obviously very sci-fi but in terms of story i never felt it and i missed it
0: right in halo 3 you mean
1: i missed it in halo 3 yeah i I enjoyed it in halo 2 yeah yeah yeah
0: no yeah i yeah i it's funny because i know this is absolute blasphemy for den here but (laughs) in a perfect world i would love like the Halo games to have been made by like Naughty Dog. Like I would have loved to get more story and less. Like I almost feel like the story Dude. of Halo. Okay, and this is coming from somebody whose Halo is my favorite franchise as much as it is Dan's. And I know this is gonna make Dan lose his <laughs> shit. But like to me, I always feel like Halo has been. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not even gonna say it. The story <laughs> has never reached its full potential, and I feel like maybe that's because of it being a first-person shooter. Like. There are certain scenes in Halo 2 specifically where I'm like, and the themes that it never really gets to explore. Halo 2 is about like religious extremism and indoctrination and misinterpretation. All these really mm. big themes. And it never, you only ever get hints of that. If if Naughty Dog made a Halo game, if Naughty Dog made it Halo 1, 2, and 3, oh man, those would be, I, I think those would be the greatest games of all time.
1: I think like a, a Bioware like writing team would have been like really cool. Like Mass Effect. Yes, like yeah. an
0: expanded universe. I would love, I would love a an RPG in, in in the Halo universe, and we'll get into this later. I'm later so sorry, Dan. I'm
3: so sorry. G- Gage is a Halo fan, and you just said that.
0: I know. That's the most blasphemous shit I've ever seen. It did feel bad coming. It tastes like vinegar coming out of my mouth. It makes yeah. you feel better.
3: Also, don't forget Halo also has some of the best multiplayer out there. And I think Bungie yes. would be the only one that be- could have handled that it's properly. That's clear. fair. i pretty imagine, imagine
2: Uncharted 3
3: yeah. gameplay. Oh, yeah. uh, hell, <laughs> hell yeah, bro. Now yeah. we're talking. No. Yeah. No. I just
1: want to be Halo to but is what I want. Okay. Here, before Gage goes, here's. A- <laughs> Here's my impress- here's my summary of Halo 3. You ready? Oh, I'm Cortana. I'm lonely and I'm horny. I need you to I need you to come through the through the, the, the little butthole hallways and come save me, baby. Halo.
3: Halo.
0: I love it. I G- love it. That was spot on. Gage, what you got for me? I'm gonna clip this. Um hell yeah. Um <laughs> Uh that is, I'm sorry, I'm still coming from that. That was uh, threw practice. me off a little bit. Yeah, flustered a little bit. Um, we'll go with that. Yeah, we'll go with flustered. Um, okay. <laughs> I played new new expansion out for Back for Blood. Dived into that. Um, I I I feel like I should preface this, and again, this came from a conversation with Daniel, the the man of the man of wisdom, except for when it comes to Halo. Um, is that. I think I should explain to the audience because I keep talking. I, I keep talking about how I'm playing Back for Blood constantly, and I'm sure there's a lot of people listening. Like, how the fuck are you playing this? The game plays very differently from PC to, to console, and this is something that Dan and I talked about at length because I kept trying to get him to play it with me, and he'd be like, "Nah." It is, uh... And I didn't really think about it until you mentioned how poorly or how janky the game is on console, and like you said, specifically the aiming and how it feels. So I just want to preface that. All right, on mouse and keyboard, the game is. It, it definitely feels better. It feels faster, especially at a high refresh rate. All that stuff. But anyways, new expansion for Back for Blood. Jumping into that, having a lot of fun. Um, very difficult, uh, which is which is a welcome change because I kind of breezed through the rest of the campaign uh, on similar difficulties. But so that's pretty fun. Um, I'm glad to see this game is still getting content, and I'm glad that as much as I would have preferred all this content to be free for everyone uh turtle rock is kind of doing this thing where if you're playing with somebody who owns the dlc everybody in the party can experience all the DLC. nice so that stuff is a welcome sort of uh feature um and then aside from that i am playing. i played halo 3 with the lads and it was a great time and christian i'm glad that you said that about how you can understand love because it is absolutely that it's playing with your boys saturday night you guys want to do legendary all skulls on and then you play that for 30 minutes and then you throw your controller at the wall and don't do that ever again mm. uh but no yeah playing through on heroic playing through on legendary and then you get to the you know, maybe you get to the saturday night where everybody has a few beers and you just roast the fuck out of the game while you're playing it um you know it's just it's, it's the replayability and it's the sandbox nature of halo which is also i think something that is really special that nobody hit on that that is kind of really fun about halo campaigns is because like Roy was saying we were watching Christian play this this final warthog run and he happened to get an extremely cinematic one which because of how the game is rendered and how it's very sandboxy in nature sometimes you know, you get a warthog run that's super easy. And then sometimes like what happened to Row and I, we got <laughs> fucked up like three times in a row and we got to a point where we couldn't respond because every time we were driving a giant piece of the ring would fall off and knock us off or whatever happened. Like that is the part of the charm of Halo that I love. And that definitely helps with re- replayability and like you said christian playing with the boys. so
1: i had a perfect um, last mission i can't lie like
3: i, I was, was lucky a, it was
0: really yeah it really <laughs> kind of worked out there's tons of times where pieces would just like just miss your warthog and stuff like that it looked very cool from the from the spectators point of view
3: yeah dude you christian you also blew my mind because i fucking i've played that mission yes. i don't know how many times and I had no idea that you could take this path up to the left. You started going up there, and I'm like, "Oh, this is going to be a disaster. We're going to be dead." And then you just kept driving. I'm like, "What? I didn't even know that you could go up this way. I've played this, this is, hundreds of times. This is my favorite video game of all time. How did I not know that?"
0: This is incredible. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna add to this because, and this is gonna sound like bullshit, but legitimately, I didn't know you could not go up. So I haven't played Halo 3 as much as you have. I've probably played it countless amount of times. I genuinely did not... I thought up was the only way you could go. So to hear you say that you thought going to the... I guess it's what? Down and to the right is the other way? Yeah. That that you thought that was the only way you could... I, I genuinely thought that that... Like, I didn't know that that was there at all. So to hear you get flabbergasted... And then for me, because I was spectating, because Rashan killed us three times. Uh, yeah. you, you like, Wait, you can go up? I started moving the camera around, and I saw that pathway down to the bottom. And I was just letting you have your moment, but I was like, "Holy fuck! I didn't know you, I didn't know you could go down into the right." That was kind of cool.
1: All I have to say is, you're welcome. Hell yeah! <laughs> it's time for topic of the show. Speaking of Halo, an infinite to hurt some feelings, boys. No, 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 I, I, I don't know if that's going to be true. We'll see, we'll see, we'll no, see. Oh no,
0: I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm
1: joking. An infinite amount of problems with Halo at 343i? What, Industries?
3: Mm-hmm, yeah.
1: 343 Industries, question mark? Uh, this kind of is going to be an interesting one, because there's a lot of layers to it. Uh, and Dan's our insider, so he's going to uh, uncover uh, some of the stuff, some of the gaps in my knowledge. Uh, this is all sp- starting from the Halo Infinite fall uh slash winter roadmap that was recently released we got a look at season three which is coming uh in november and goes through march uh and then uh the echoes within which i think is season four if i have that right i can't zoom into the picture very well uh which starts season season three season three sorry yeah thank you yes season three starts next march right yeah okay gotcha Thank thank you thank you uh which of course makes this current season uh, <laughs> it, it ten months total I think for season two yeah. uh, with with this new delay a um, lot of thoughts here however uh, what do we even start for general thoughts general thoughts on the delay just in general Dan you're, I want to start with you because you're, you're the person that I think plays Halo Infinite like still almost daily I think
3: yeah absolutely. Yeah uh yeah obviously disappointing. disappointing uh <laughs> because I, I it's not like i you know wanted this to be delayed or anything uh and obviously i think there's like you said a lot of challenges behind the scenes as we'll dig into here in a little bit but uh it, it's 10 months is a long time like their original announcement for seasons was supposed to be three month seasons and each season has gotten delayed to six months. So season one lasted for six months. Season two was supposed to last for six months. But now this additional four-month delay means it's a 10-month season, uh, which is not great. Uh, especially when at the end of our season last season, we were already grinding or chomping at the bit, hoping for more content well before the end of the season happened. And... uh yeah at the end of the day it's just it's not great in general for the health of the game because you're not getting new gameplay you're not getting new maps no new guns you're not getting new content uh being infused although i will say you're not getting no new content because you are getting some content they do have in season uh events like there's one right now happening called the yappening which uh is actually really fun it's a really fun event but the problem is is that Of that event is not enough to last for an entire season like two or three events throughout 10 months is like that's not very good at all um and uh there is 10 free unlocks for that but again that's nowhere close to what it needs to be um so yeah overall a disappointment in terms of your original question
1: gage how are you feeling because you're kind of you're a longtime halo fan maybe a lapsed infinite fan i don't know in terms of multiplayer yeah. um and like this is supposed to be a big life service game that I feel like it's is losing player base how, how are you feeling on this
0: yeah I I think it's I mean I think it's it's bleeding players and it, it has been for a few months now um yeah I, I agree with Dan uh general thoughts disappointment for sure um I I have uninstalled the game on principle um as opposed to being a toxic piece of shit (laughs) on Twitter, which some people are. Um, And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, in a bit. Um, Yeah, no, I, I, I am very disappointed and we'll, we'll get into some of these, a a lot of what I have to say has to do with these questions coming up. So I'll just leave it for now. If I don't know if anyone else has anything to say for infinite, but general thoughts disappointed. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. I'll let you, I'll let you lead the conversation. General thoughts. Very, yeah.
1: And this, uh, thank you, this is like a question I think all of us can really engage with, which is, of course, 343, they, I think verbatim was that they said that they're currently not working on local co-op, to then which outlets are saying they ran, they ran with it and said it's canceled. I think we had a private discussion saying we, none of us, I don't think, really agree or really agree that it's actually canceled more like we can't focus on this right now and we'll get back to it at some point we just don't want to put a date on it because we don't want to make promises so maybe you'll see this late next year and that'll be nice i i think maybe right. twitter twitter discourses where this has gone too far where people like i think nick merx was coming out and saying that like these people don't care about halo which i think dan when i think quote to it is like that's just wrong. Obviously, these people care about Halo. Like, they, they want to make a right. good game. Like, obviously, top top of the conversation should be like, these devs care about their game. Obviously, it's just that they yes. they maybe just need help. That, to which I want to ask: like, is losing is losing local co op right now a big deal? I'm not convinced. No,
0: I um I was gonna I'm gonna jump in here quickly. I don't. So this is tough because it has Halo definitely has a legacy with with couch co op. I mean. Halo 1 specifically, that's what it was known for. It was known for land parties and for for couch co-op. And it it has kind of become a staple. Whether or not it's still as used as it was back then, I don't believe it is. I'm sure that Microsoft has, or Xbox uh, 343, whoever, has the stats to see that. And I'm sure that it's not used as much as it was. But the problem is that it's just so intrinsically linked to the legacy of this franchise, to the history of it. So it is kind of an easy thing to latch on to, especially if you're somebody who's already angry. Because, th- I mean, there is a lot to be genuinely angry about. I think this is something that's kind of getting thrown in. To me, co-op, couch co-op right now is kind of like them saying, you know what, we're not going to paint the sails of our ship. We have 15 holes in it. So we'll 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 do that thing later. And I th- yes, we all talked about it privately. To me, his statement is... I very much took it as in it's on hiatus. It is completely sure. stopped. We are not touching it, but it is not outright canceled, right? It can come back in the future. We will work on it. And who knows? Maybe maybe it'll be like, hey, it, it, it's coming back, but it's not coming back on Xbox One. Who knows what the reason is? Because people can, it's important to point out, people can play co-op through glitches and through modding right now. The game, it does it does work for the most part right now. You could on your retail Xbox One through some trickery, play couch co-op right now um without any sort of game breaking bugs but yes it's is it a priority right now absolutely not i don't think so and i think they realize that um, sorry dan i saw you're gonna, you're, gonna oh, jump you're in there
3: oh you're totally fine i i completely agree uh i think it's also interesting because people no longer can have conversations about this game because People just go way off, like, kilter. Like, if you're angry about this game, they're going off. Like, just won't listen to any reason, nothing. So what I will say is I saw the Act Man, which I'm not a huge Act Man fan for a little bit of, you know, putting that out there. Uh, But he posted on his Twitter account I will no longer uh, play Halo Infinite. I will not support it until they add split screen co-op because Bonnie Ross made us a promise in 2017 that we would always have split screen co-op. I wanna clarify that because actually what Bonnie Ross said back then was in response directly to uh, what happened with Halo 5, which Halo 5 had no split screen multiplayer in Halo 5. So in response to that, Bonnie Ross said, we will always have split screen. So not co-op. She never said the word co-op. She said split screen in every Halo game moving forward. In my opinion, like the biggest pinnacle of Halo split screen has always been multiplayer because you have those LAN parties with with friends and you'd hook up all these consoles and you have people literally... (laughs) Dividing the screen with cardboard and and stuff to stop people from cheating. That's in my opinion, the biggest legacy of Halo. I don't have personally I don't even have any memories of me going over like my cousin's house, which is my earliest memories of playing Halo uh, playing campaign. We always played multiplayer when I would go over there. Not to say that there weren't people that did that, but in my eyes, that was always the biggest legacy. And I just thought that was important to point out, like Bonnie Ross didn't explicitly say that co-op campaign split screen would be in the games moving forward. She just said split screen would be. So I I do think it's important. Obviously, that's a nitpick and we're like pulling words out and everything. I would would
0: say that she said that in response to multiplayer being absent. But if the quote and I believe it is, if the quote is saying split screen will be in Halo going forward to me, that says like every mode, like it will have a split screen co-op. And it'll have split screen multiplayer. If you're, if the quote is split screen, will be in Halo. Yes. Um, and I just want to say, t- just to, just to, I guess not to counterpoint, but I, I am somebody. I do represent that part of the fan base that did grow up playing split screen campaign with my That's stepbrother right? at the time, and, and you know, with my uncle. And I saw a post on the Reddit because uh, I do, I, I am kind of somewhat active in there because it can be toxic, although I think it, it's misre- misrepresented sometimes, but. Um, there was a really good post that had thousands of upvotes, which is like some somebody saying, as a parent who games, like, fuck, I really wanted to play this with my son, right? I really—my mm. my son was, wait, was waiting with bated breath on this, looking at the roadmaps. Are we going to play this together? And now we can't. And to me, as somebody who wants to have a family one day, like, yeah, I'm totally thinking about that in the future. Um, now, obviously, by the time that happens— this will probably, hopefully, have been solved, but <laughs> there are people who are in that situation now. So I think it's important that while it may not apply to us, like for me personally, if if 343 came to me and was like, Gage, we're only taking you into consideration. Is, is co op a, a split screen co op a priority right now? I'd be like, fuck no. No, I don't give a shit. But Halo, I mean, especially to people who have grown up playing the entire franchise, like couch co op is really important. Whether or not, it's kind of like a cult thing, you know? What I mean, like a cult, like those cult classic movies where it's like they may not have a lot of fans, but the fans are really passionate about it. Yeah, I feel sure. Like that's, I feel like that's split screen in Halo, right? It's 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 very important to a small subsect of this of this uh, fan base.
1: And and I think even if it isn't like a big deal to to everyone, um, it is like another. I, I can't think of a metaphor. Like it's just another nail in the coffin. Not not right. to say that the game is dead because I don't I don't think it is, but. I couldn't think of a better one for like it's just it's another thing added on where it's like man they can't seem to like really get their footing and and it's been a while since this game is out so much so that like I was listening to kind of funny and Mike Snow Mike Mike was talking about how like he feels that like Halo Infinite is like one of this year's biggest disappointments for him because he had high expectations for what it could have been and because it had such a strong start for multiplayer when it when it came out and then that and then that dipped right and so this kind of leads to uh, another question that, that I had written down is like, people were saying that like, they need to hand Halo over to a new developer. And I also don't think this is the answer either. Cause I don't know if any just random studio could give it the love that like, obviously I think 343 has for the Halo games. My concern would be is like, what is Microsoft doing to support them if at all? And if they're not doing anything, why and how can microsoft microsoft step in to help these developers which obviously can't do it like right now on their own like give them some support whatever they need to get the live service uh train rolling again
3: yeah i think like i even i saw i saw on twitter somebody was saying oh give this to id software they'd make a banger campaign okay I absolutely agree that I think it would knock out the gameplay and it would be a really fun game. But let's be honest, the Doom games are not deep in lore and story and like those games are very base layer like story like there's nothing riveting to me about Doom's story i love doom's gameplay and i love playing it and it's so much fun but i wouldn't go to doom and say like man that story is amazing so i don't know that it would be a great option but in general it's speaking generally about it i think personally it would be fine if they said hey We've got all these other studios. Do anyone does anyone want to make like uh, an offshoot Halo game? Do you want to make like an ODST sequel, or do you want to make a mm. you know third person shooter like Gage was talking about before? Make a third person action adventure like expand the property to make it bigger like rather than focus on this one game because then you're putting more pressure on 343 saying this game's got to be out because there's no other Halo games out there like people need to continue this uh, uh, franchise and also puts pressure on them to release sooner because you have nothing else to point people towards so in my opinion, the best avenue would be to give the franchise to other developers to do other stuff while 343 works on the main franchise and gets it where it needs to be at launch, you know. Sure. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to jump in with a
0: with a half agree with Dan. Um I I totally I don't have anything to add on with your second half of that, which is open up the franchise, open up the IP to other in-house studios, I think that's a great idea. And especially similar to what um, Creative Assembly did with Halo Wars, right? Like, that was totally out of left field, right? Especially when it was announced. And it was great. Halo Wars is is fantastic. And Halo Wars 2, I haven't played it yet. I've played the first couple missions. But, I mean, Halo Wars 1 is, is, is a good RTS regardless of it being a Halo game. Like, that was just a, a pleasant surprise. And although Halo ODST is is very much a Halo game, um, and no spoilers because obviously we're all going to play it very soon. In terms of atmosphere, it is totally very different. And so, like you said, if somebody were to do a third-person action adventure or like a story-driven, or I never even fucking thought of it, but Christian earlier, a a, a Halo RPG oh, yeah. with a Mass Effect type sort of that would be great. That would be perfect because the deeper lore in, in Halo is so ripe for the for the plucking. Um, but we're gonna scale back to three four three, and with people talking about should. Uh, it be handed off to another studio. I think there is a, m- I think there's more conversation to be had in that department. Now, going back to what you said about Twitter discourse, Twitter discourse is always fucking insane. It's always hyperbole, and you always only ever see the extremes. That's why Twitter's bad for you, and it's a it's a bad social media site. I'm sorry. The algorithm, the whole site runs off of people getting angry. If you're angry, you're interacting, you're commenting more, you're spending more time on the app. That's just how it fucking works. I'm sorry. That's just that's just it. So is Twitter discourse going too far? Absolutely. Is there a conversation to be had with three four three needing help from another studio or another studio stepping in? I think so. And I think I think it's you need to split hairs and get into semantics. So do I think uh, another studio should just come in immediately and completely take over? No, obviously, there would be a culture shock. there would be like like Dan said, would all the employees of that of studio XYZ really care about Halo? No, but here's the problem is that as we see with studio leads all the time, like say Corey Borlaug, who's, who is not working on call, uh, uh call of duty Ragnarok, uh, <laughs> God of war Ragnarok, um, which maybe some people don't even know that he's not, he's off doing his other thing. Yeah. I, I almost wonder I'm part of the camp that I do think another studio should be involved at this point. I have not been happy with, with, There has yet to be a three-four-three game that has come out that I've sort of not had any issues with. And that that might sound really entitled, but I don't mean like every game has to be perfect, but like Halo Reach came out. I liked the multiplayer. I liked the story. I liked the Forge. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't, not not all those things were 10 out of 10, but there was no sort of glaring issues. Kind of like you said earlier with like co-op being another thing on that list, right? There hasn't been a Halo game with a long list to me. What is
3: that? I raise you an armor lock.
0: yes one ability in the game was fucking stupid you're absolutely correct i'm not gonna even argue that yeah Armalock is fucking stupid and destroyed the sandbox but three four three i mean i just pulled up just 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 to sort of check and make sure i wasn't totally off base but just to check the metacritic user scores to see what some of these games were like i have odst and reach which are the the last two bungie developed games user score for reach is 8.4 and user score for ODST is 7.6, which is, I mean, understandable. It was a full price game that was very much an iterative sequel, right? Mm. And then you have Halo 4, which is a 7.1, which is getting a little bit low, and like like Dan and I have talked before, really fast-paced multiplayer, very Call of Duty-inspired, didn't really hit with the community, but wasn't awful. And then you have Halo 5 Guardians, which has a user score of 6.4. The Master Chief Collection, as we know, was broken for years. So, I don't know, like... I almost feel like with, with 343, you have toxic negativity and you also have toxic positivity where there's a lot of people that are like, well, no, 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 just give them another chance. And it's like, well, we're like 10 years into them having this IP and they have yet to have a really strong sort of all out thing. And for a lot of people, Infinite was supposed to be that. And Dan and I played the flights and back when all it was was a flight, we were like, holy fuck, they did it. Like this is, the core gameplay is fantastic. Wow. And then the game comes out and, you know, they're struggling with a lot of the live service elements. And I understand that people will say things like, oh, well, it's just the live service elements, but it's right. But, like, they decided to do that, though, right? So at a certain point, you kind of have to be held accountable. Um, So deciding to make your biggest franchise for this console uh, a live service game when clearly they are not ready for that, I mean... i don't know i i I can't help but feel like and sorry i i need to i need to go on another tangent so (laughs) when i see a lot of criticism online and they say is 343 inept say that's yeah that's a really hurtful thing to say but i almost wonder if like people and again it's on the it's the onus is on the person saying this so they're not exempt from responsibility but like i know for me, when I say, when I criticize 343, I'm talking about the higher ups who actually make the decisions. The art department didn't decide to make Halo Infinite a live service game, right? The sound department, the sound editing, the coders, the engineers, the gameplay development team, they didn't decide to make that. It's the leads, right? And eventually the buck has to stop somewhere. And I am one of those people that thinks, like, okay, maybe it's time for Bonnie Ross to maybe move to another studio or something to happen here because I feel like, again, all hmm. these launches, were Halo Four, Halo Five, MCC was a fucking disaster when it came out, and it, we, we still experience problems on PC as as Christian will very is very don't, familiar with.
1: Don't worry, that's the P, that's the Xbox Windows launcher. Store. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> no. you know,
0: it's, it's not totally wrong. Microsoft Store is, <laughs> but, is, is, is
1: but I still blame MCC because I can do that.
3: I mean you can but that's not, that's not what it is. it's windows store that with that specific I, I yeah. totally apologize because I'm going on a, on
0: a on a total tangent here but it's one of those things where it's like what is the point of gathering all of this talent if not to use it for you know your own studios your own game do I think that maybe and circling back to my first point with you know would the entire team it'd be wanting to work on halo Is there not a studio lead somewhere who has had success in first-person shooters, who's not working on anything right now, that could just come over and talk to the leads at 343 and say, okay, here's what we can do, here's what we need to focus on. Is there anyone, Mm. uh, does Xbox own any studios that has experience with live service that can come over and say, hey, here's what you need to focus on, here's what you need to stop because something is not working. Whether or not we agree on the severity that 343 has fucked up infinite something is not working we always talk about how infinite should have been delayed a year are we saying that infinite should have been delayed to spring 2023 and then it would have been fine like it just seems like there's always another thing and then there's always one half of the fan base going ape shit well i'm not gonna say one half i do think they're vocal minorities as with most things you have one vocal minority saying this is awful this is cancer fucking hang them burn them at the stake And then you have another half saying, well, no, just give them, they they messed up this time, but just give them another time. And it's like, well, it's been 10 years of this. Clearly, there's something wrong somewhere in the totem pole. And again, I don't believe it has anything to do with the developers working there, you know, sweating over this game. Of course not. But something in the senior management, something is not working at 343, and I think that they do need an an intervention with another studio, in my personal opinion. Sorry, that
1: was a huge thing. This this man had an axe to grind, dude. uh He came I think.
3: Yeah, Sorry. I, I just want to say, I think you have a lot of great points gauge, but I, th- I still at the end of the day, and I'm not, I'm not per- personally saying like, oh, let's give three, four, three, one more chance, one more chance, one more chance. But I think personally the two guys that are in charge of Infinite right now are the best people to be in charge. Joe Staten in charge of the campaign team and now he's actually more focused on the entire team as a whole now. Right. As well as the Master Chief Collection insider uh dude who created the insider program that literally fixed Master Chief Collection and got it on PC. Uh those two being in charge now. Are the two best people for the job. Like they literally are. I think the problem is they got on board way too late in the game. They literally started in August of 2020. So literally one year before the game launched, they got, got on board. And the rumors have it that the reason why we never saw multiplayer in 2020 is because the multiplayer was a completely different multiplayer. It was a hero-based shooter that was under the helm of Chris Lee, who was the former head of uh, Halo Infinite at 343. And, like, I know you... you. You referenced Bonnie Ross a lot, Gage, and I totally understand that. She's at the helm, and at the end of the day, it's her responsibility to make sure shit's going correctly. But like at the end of the day, she made that decision or I'm assuming she made that decision to take Chris Lee off the project when the game was delayed another year because he took Halo down a path where it do- didn't belong. Now, you could also argue, why did it take Bonnie that long that to decide that? That's exactly what that? I was going to say, right? Absolutely. Like, the buck,
2: th-
0: that's the thing. The buck has to stop somewhere. And Bonnie Ross has been in charge for Halo 4 and all of its issues, for Absolutely. Halo 5 and all of its issues. For master chief collection and all of its issues and for the first however many years that they were working on this game and it was yeah this is fine yeah this looks good oh no wait, actually you know what we're launching next year i don't think i like
3: this yeah i'm
0: sorry if it was any other can you think of another studio that would
3: i don't know man i'm sorry it does No, no no i i totally agree with you that's what i'm saying i i agree with what you're saying on that front like i can see that perspective absolutely I just don't know that for a fact. There's no Jason Schreier article out there that says Bonnie Ross is at the helm of this. i love one. She's yes, I would I agree love one too.
0: And again, <laughs> and and just just in case there's anyone watching who might be like you know is, maybe wants to get their White Knight shield out. Not saying that Bonnie Ross is sitting there, you know, like mm, I'm gonna fuck over Halo. Sometimes people aren't right for the job that they're in. That is all I'm saying, right? And again, this isn't coming out of nowhere. This is coming after four or five game launches that have not been perfect, right? So So, I just wanted to nip that in the bud in case there's anybody watching or this is going to get fucking clipped somewhere and be like, oh, Gilbo Biggins hates Bonnie Ross because she's a woman. No, just sometimes you're not good at your job and sometimes it happens four times in a row, okay? I'm just saying. And like you said said, uh, yourself, Dan, like... Yeah, she might have pulled him off, but also why, again, why was it allowed to go this far with, you know what people would really like, even though they've been asking for a return to basics for 10 years, is a hero shooter. Let's spend four years developing that.
3: So just to go back real quick to the root of what we were talking about. So the reason why I think we're in the position we're in right now is because of that transformation of the game. We literally started multiplayer over in 2020. I think right. that's the main problem. It, the when you're starting a brand new game all over again, essentially, it's going to take more time. And I think during COVID, we none that at, of us. yes, yes, exactly. Yes, and we yeah. and we saw that at launch when we got a great gameplay base at launch, but the the fundamental issues with the challenge system and the XP and the progression let's, system, let uh, predatory
0: monetary system, really yeah, so, really aggressive
3: so that's the root of the problem in my opinion is with the current people in the place right now joe Staten and I, the other guy's name escapes me right now but with them in charge in my opinion i think those two are the correct people to be in charge right now i just don't see any other i don't see any other reason for them not to be now that's not saying gauge that i'm saying we should just overlook all of these issues I think absolutely something needs to be done and Phil needs to look at 343 and say what's yes, going on and say what's <laughs> going on here and address the problem. And if that problem is Bonnie Ross, then take care of the problem. You need to do something. And that's not even to say to fire Bonnie Ross. You, uh Chris Lee. <laughs> that, that's not even that's not even to say that I'm yeah. saying move her to uh, another studio or something or, or exactly, have to, have to start an offshoot like you said. Yeah. Yeah. And Chris Chris Lee is a great example of that. They pulled him off of Halo Infinite, but he now works at Microsoft somewhere else. Like they literally took him into a tunnel somewhere and now he's doing Ooh. something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, literally, there's so many things you could do. Now- I, I don't know. No,
0: I, I, you know, I hear you. The only thing I'm going to disagree with you is on the root cause, because no, I mean, the root problem was allowing the game to get developed under that scope. In my mind, like if you get a, if you buy a car and it doesn't have an airbag or a horn, and they're like, sorry, uh, we had to completely redesign the car like a year ago. That's why you're getting
3: the car like this. It's like, well, no, yeah. no. <laughs> that, no, why well, maybe- did you read? How many concepts for games do you do we not see though? That's the thing. Like, there's these so, games that take ten years to develop. GTA absolutely. Six will be ten year development cycle. How so, many iterations of that are there that we don't? Let me,
0: see? let me just shed some minds, some light into where the crux of the of the of the fan base that is super critical of three four three comes from, and this is. Again, I agree with Dan. I'm not a big fan of the Actman. Also, f- just for posterity and for context, the Actman is just a YouTuber that focuses on Halo a lot. I think he's got like a million subscribers. So Thank you. you know, I didn't know who that was. Yes. Yes, he's, he is. He does a lot of stuff. He does a lot of really good reviews, uh, but he's known in the Halo community as being a very prominent Halo YouTuber. But anyways, um, and this, unfor- this, this unfortunate pearl of wisdom comes from him because I'm also not a big fan of him. I think he's a bit of an ass. But anyways, <laughs> 343... Since they have been given the mantle of responsibility, if we will, of of Halo. Nice, nice yes. That was for you, Dan. Um, three, four, And this is the reason why I think there needs to be an intervention and there needs to be a shake-up in senior management, is that regardless of whether or not you like the games they've released, 343 has, to this day, prior to Joe Staten being involved, had has had an obsession with reinventing Halo every single time a new Halo comes out. They have never... Aside from Joe Staten coming in very late in Halo Infinite, they have never thought to just innovate on what makes Halo great. Halo 4, they brought in loadouts, which has never been done before. I mean, we've all played Halo. We've all played some Halo multiplayer. We understand it's sandbox and all that stuff. They brought in loadouts and killstreaks.
3: Halo Reach technically has loadouts, actually, Gage. For certain game modes, yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Um. So they brought in loadouts, kill streaks, really fast time to kill. Fan base was not super happy about it. The player base died off quickly. Halo 5 multiplayer, Dan, I will concede because I have seen it. People enjoy the multiplayer. It is very different from Halo. It is very different. Very high mobility. Uh you can dash in the air, you can hover in the air, you got these fucking super punches you can do, all this crazy shit. So, and then you have uh infinite, which was going to be a hero shooter. So, again, a lot of the people that are criticizing 343, again, it's not fire, everybody. It's not get rid of it. It's not the developers don't care. It's that for some fucking reason, senior management has had this obsession with taking Halo and, like, what if we just make it not Halo? Wouldn't that be really fucking cool? And I feel like the fan base has been pretty consistent and, like, hey, we really want this just to be Halo. And what we got after Joe Staten intervened was that and that's how i know that that criticism is kind of right because everybody agrees that the core gameplay of halo infinite is fantastic and it's the most like halo it's ever been
1: it's i have fine. i have something to add to this real quick too um
0: please somebody else other this, than me. this
1: is this is, this is a weird one because obviously like the con the comparison isn't one-to-one but it kind of gets at the at the spirit of what gage is saying like think about call of duty um like, there was a, a moment in Call of Duty where, like, it felt like they were going and an, an, undergoing an identity crisis with, uh, specifically, its multiplayer, where everything was all about, like, fast maneuvers and, and again, dashing in the air, um, like, jetpacking yeah, around.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: and, like, people were not happy with it. And what they were, de- like, de- demanding is a strong word, but people, what they were asking for is, like, just go back to what we liked so much, which is just, like, contemporary shooter, boots on the ground. And eventually... We got that with Infinity Wars, Modern Warfare, and like, like what happened after that? Like, like that game sold, and this is the game that people are like playing. I think people are playing more Modern Warfare than they are Vanguard, which I may be talking out of my ass a little bit, but like, uh, like or Vanguard, and I almost forgot about Cold War. Cold War received not as great uh, with the player base as well. So like, there's something to gauge a statement with, where it's like, stick to your roots, like when it makes sense right i
0: i just want to get it i don't know if i I don't know i'm not saying that you are going to say this dan but i just want to get this is something that i hear when people mention this is that they say like oh well think about halo it would be like call of duty you get sick of it but it's like Halo never got to that point naturally. It never got to the point where people were sick and tired of it because Halo, there are so few of them. Few of them compared to other releases. <laughs> it's not like we get a Halo every year. So I, I will see some sort of, th- some 343 apologists saying like, well, you wouldn't want Halo 4, or 5, and, and Infinite to be the same because you just get bored of it. But it's like, we never got to that point yet as a game. We never got to the point where we felt we needed to shake things up because Halo, I mean, you get one of them every two, three years, right? So... I just wanted to nip that in the bud in case that was coming up. Is that I don't feel like that's a fair argument because uh, Reach was really well received. Again, yes, some issues with some certain abilities, like Armor Lock, was the fucking stupidest thing that's ever been added to Halo ever. But um, coming right off of that, right, like like I said, as soon as three for three got it, they every single game they've been like, well, let's completely shake it up, and and I think that that is com- it's not what I don't it's not what people want, and I think I'm, I think I'm pretty confident in saying that because infinite comes out it's very very much reminiscent of old-school halo and everyone loves the gameplay there's no split in the community on the gameplay of infinite everyone fucking loves it
3: yeah i think i agree with you on that gauge i i don't think it needs to reinvent itself or anything right now like maybe down the line if things are sure, getting stagnant right? uh but also like this is again my point like things got better when joe took over and that's why i think that we're on the right trajectory with joe back in place i just think that they're so far behind on all the other bigger issues with the game that they they lost you know so much time being able to develop battle pass content or or maps or modes and all this other content but and this is and this is my this is actually my my final contribution (laughs) to this conversation but
0: My worry, and I think a lot of people's worry, is that while you're totally right, having Joe Staten back, I think that he will lead Halo in the right direction. The concern is that he still has to answer to Bonnie Ross. And Mm. again, all of these missteps happen under Bonnie Ross. So while Joe Staten might be the perfect man for the job, if the next Halo comes around and he gets told this is what we're doing, again, Joe Staten can try his, his damnedest, right? But he is not... I think a lot of people, myself included... He, sure, he might not be ready for it. We don't know. I mean, people like to bring up missteps with Halo 2, but that was fucking 15, almost 20 years ago, right? Is that, I mean, Joe, maybe Joe Staten should be in Bonnie Ross's position. Maybe he should be the guy who has the final say over anything Halo. He gets the pass, and then you have somebody, again, maybe this is where we kind of blend ideas. Maybe you get a studio lead from an experienced FPS studio that comes in. You know They can bring their expertise, but Joe Staten is the guy that has the final say, because that's what I'm worried about. As much as I totally agree with you, Dan, that creative director, like, there's no better person than Joe Staten right now, is that, again, he still has to answer to Bonnie Ross. And Bonnie Ross answers to Matt Booty, who apparently doesn't give a fuck. He's happy with all of this. He's just been fucking checked out somewhere. Who knows what he's doing? Because we're all talking about Phil Spencer getting involved, but Dan, you've corrected me in the past. It's like, well, no, there's a stopgap between... Austin yeah. and, and, and Phil Spencer. It's supposed to be Matt Booty. Who, who knows what the fuck he's doing? And like, I'm not a big fan of Matt Booty either. He's no, not. He said some really fucking crazy shit recently. Uh, yeah. I, I Pax, I think it was. He had some fucking awful things to say. Go look into that if you want to watch a person in a very powerful position talk about how he wishes AI could do the jobs of QA people. Um, but, oh yeah, he's talking about how he 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 fucking he can't wait for the day that they can get an AI program to. QA test a game 10,000 times overnight and then they don't have to get people to work on it it's almost verbatim unfortunately but anyways yes, I I think Joe Staten is is the right man for the job I don't think he's in the right job I think he needs to be higher and that Bonnie Ross has a few times now shown that she has not made the right decisions at this studio and maybe maybe we just move her somewhere else maybe she never touches Halo again and that's it
1: Dan will not get a rebuttal to this if he has one. I'm, I apologize because uh, we're running longer. But I have one final question here. Um, hopefully, it runs a bit shorter than the last question I asked. I'm kidding. It was, con- was, was a great conversation. It was a great conversation. We are going to get some sticking to your roots content very soon in November with Halo. We also might get some new stuff that is, we've never seen in Halo before. Uh, of course, the second one is a rumor, but we're, we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, Forge. Forge has to hit. That is that is to. that is like the hail mary I think for 343 right now. It has to it has to work when it comes out, and it has to be has to be fun. We're also getting supposedly a rumored battle royale mode. If that does happen, right? It, are these two modes enough to satiate the current and perhaps lapsed player base?
3: I don't think that the the uh, battle royale is going to be out. Uh, before season 3. No, so. no, no. I, and yeah, right.
1: Yeah. I'm just kind of grouping oh, okay. these together in conversation. Right. When, whenever that happens, you know. I probably you. sometime next year summer, whatever, I don't know.
3: I don't I'm not sure. Uh obviously Halo 5 had great multiplayer, but it had a huge decline in players the last 2 years that it was on the market essentially, you know, uh or I say the last 2 years, but Normally, games are on three-year dev cycles, so I'm thinking 20 uh, 2016 or I'm sorry, 2017, 2018. It was already on the decline, and it came out in 2015. Uh, But I think I think if the battle royale mode is exciting enough to get streamers involved, because I think streamers do have a big influence on what people play, regardless of whether or not you like the streamer or not. Uh, if it gets people interested enough, I think that could make a a wave to bring people back into the game. But that has to happen at a point where the game is in a good position to continue its live service. So you cannot release that battle royale. Even if it's ready, don't release that battle royale this fall because you'll bring players into the game and they'll see how much of a disaster it is right now. So I I think the best way to launch the battle royale would possibly be season four launch after season three ends. They've already announced season three content. All of that's already there. They could announce it at E3 because season three goes through June of June 27th, uh, or I guess whatever E3 is this year, uh, or next year. Um, and they could kind of have a big wave of content with season four and with battle royale and hope that it's enough to bring people into, uh, into it. So, uh, yeah, I think Forge also is a big deal. Forge goes hand in hand with custom games, which custom games are literally the the some of the most fun things to do in Halo. Like that, go boot up Master Chief Collection and go to the custom game browser. There's so many fun fucking games to play in there. Uh, so yeah, I think Forge is very important. And they're actually 343 has two Forge maps that they're putting into. Uh, the winter update starting November 8th. So while we're not getting uh, designed maps by 343, like from the ground up, we're getting maps that are made in Forge by 343, which is, you know, the next best thing. And this iteration of Forge just looks incredible from all the leaks that um, we have seen thus far. Uh, So I'm very hopeful that at least Forge helps sustain people that are playing the game until that big wave of content next year right
0: i i think forge probably should have been a huge priority from the get-go because it can alleviate the team we can create content for ourselves right and i and i do want to i was just thinking about this as you were talking to i do want to say that i do i recognize that 343 or any developer of a halo game they kind of have way more on their plate than any other studio for a shooter by default and this for this reason in particular if you think of Call of Duty and people who love Call of Duty, what their what their bread and butter is, what they are excited about, it's multiplayer, right? 99% of them. We have campaign enjoyers, sure, but multiplayer is the thing that needs a hit for Call of Duty, and it's just multiplayer. But with Halo, you have people that – some people play Halo because they absolutely love the campaign. There is enough of a campaign in the story there, as you guys have seen now in Halo 2 and 3, that people love it for that. Some people love it for Forge and only play Forge. For Halo Reach, however many thousands of hours I've played that game, I probably have half of that time spent in Forge. Um, and then you have multiplayer, right? So 343, or any studio that makes Halo, has their hands full kind of from the get-go because they need to make so many different game modes and they need to all be up to the same standard of quality because the Halo fan base is so diverse and they all like different things. Um, but yes, I think Forge... Should have been a heightened priority from the get go. It absolutely needs to hit. It needs to work. I understand it's launching in beta, but like if they launch this thing and in two weeks it's deleting people's saves, it's deleting games, that's going to be another fucking setback. So Forge absolutely needs to hit. That if they needed to delay it a month or whatever, that's fine. Forge needs to come out, in my opinion, it needs to come out this year and it needs to work as a beta right like it needs to like i'm saying it can't be like a game breaking thing where you spend 16 hours on a game mode and then it fucking deletes itself right like that's going to be they cannot afford any more bad press at all so yeah forge needs a hit i don't think the battle royale i don't think a lot of the fan base that is already here cares about the battle royale right now we all like dan said we all want a working game i think like in terms of priority i think we all like because like you said dan if if they release a battle royale and it brings people into a broken game who gives a fuck so right. i think i think the battle royale is kind of like a cherry on top like yes it's exciting to come in on drop pods and everybody's always wondered what a battle royale would look like in the halo universe and all that stuff and that's fine but uh at least speaking for me it's not on my mind now at all i don't give a shit i want the core game to to work and to sort of have content and um yeah, I think, I think next summer is a good launch for the, for the Battle Royale, but the game, it need, they need to fulfill the promise of a Halo live service game. Again, they decided to do this, right? If they had launched this game and they didn't call it a live service game, I feel like you could go six, seven, eight months before content drop because then it would just be DLC, right? You could make the DLC free for everyone like Titanfall did, and there's no sort of... There's no um obligation, right? But the problem is, is that you guys decided this was a live service game, and now we have a 10 month long season two. So
3: mm.
1: man. Lots to think about, lots on the plate for 343. Before nice. we end the show, I have one last question, and this is just specifically for Ro. Only Ro. Okay. Ro, are you and me gonna jump into Forge when that comes out? Should we should we jump into Infinite and play with the lads?
2: Huh? Are we are we done oh, about Halo? Did we wake you? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. <laughs> to answer your question, yes, yes. I, I like to it's it's free, right? Like I I, th- yeah. I think a battle royale and all that stuff is super exciting for players who are like myself, aren't playing it. That'll get me somebody to, to, to jump back in and give it a shot. Um will it ignite new life into into Halo Infinite? I don't know, but it definitely will get me to pick it back up. And try again. So yes, I would love to play Forge with the boys when it comes out.
1: And that's all no. we can ask for. Oh Dan, please. Let me just <laughs> this.
3: you guys probably wouldn't be that interested in Forge like as a game mode because you're just building maps. so no, no, I mean, I'll play mean, other people's I mean, yes, okay. I yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay.
0: There's already leaks of like Mario Kart tracks and it's like a Mario yeah. Kart game mode, right? Something like that. Yeah. I want to jump in here, Christian. I want to. Say, <laughs> I want to apologize to Rashan because I recently shared a meme. Alright? Dogging Uh-oh. these guys. For me, disassociates disassociating while they talk about weeb stuff, and yet we've just had an episode where Dan and I talk oh. about Halo <laughs> for like six hours. It was a good guys-
2: conversation, especially the second like I think, the, yeah. The second question I was like, I was, I was entertained. I was listening mm-hmm. like, like a podcast. Let's I talk. thought I was listening, listening to the show. The, the time yeah. the
0: meeting, that snarky little comment, and then <laughs> literally coming into this episode where Dan and I talk for an hour straight, and you guys just sit there. No, I, it, yeah, I just thought that. We're had to talking be, about uh,
2: Bayonetta uh, as topic of the
1: show. Oh, now, dude, I can't wait.
0: Please, <laughs> you
2: guys.
1: Uh, a, she's so it'll, sexy.
0: It'll be win-win.
1: <laughs> Fun fact, real quick, before we end the show. uh I was like, ah, today, easy, easy episode. It's going to be like 90 minutes max, no doubt, who we are two <laughs> hours harder. later. Anyway, folks, thank you again to everyone joining us live on YouTube, Twitch, not Twitter, as... And podcast service services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you, Roshan. I love you. Thank you, me. Thank you, Gage. I am Daniel. Mm -hmm. I am Daniel. No, that's not true. Thank you, Daniel. And this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out.
0: Much love. Remember to go to your local Walgreens and use code DanielFrindle for 10% off
2: your meat order. People in the game. Thank you, sir. So much.